the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's going to be an interesting night to watch L.A. Some people are predicting that there could be riots. Let's go to Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hi, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Um, let's talk stock markets. Let's not talk race riots. Um, I hear you. <laughs> market's doing pretty well. Again, you know, we're getting through earnings. We're not falling apart. We're not getting that correction. We're not getting uh, fear of Ukraine. It seems like we're, we seem to be climbing that wall of worry. What are your, what are your current thoughts? Uh, I would concur with what you said. Um, I do think, though, that there's somewhat there's this palpable feeling of, of tension, though, <laughs> underlying it all. Uh, we're, we're hanging in there very well, but there seems to be this sense that things could uh, break down in a hurry or conversely really break out in a hurry. And and I think that because you have those two extremes that are factoring into the conversation is why you're really not getting anywhere right now. There's, um, I think everyone's well aware of how far the market has come uh, and that you have not had a, a you know, technical correction of 10% or more since uh, 2011, and that it's certainly overdue for some type of price correction. But, you know, people have been saying that, well, since 2011, basically. So um, so it's not uh, – you're just in the state of kind of a, just a constant wait-and-see type of environment. And so you're in what I think is really a, a trader's market. You have some pretty wide intraday ranges. Uh, plenty of volatility intraday, uh, but at the end of the day, the markets don't really get anywhere, and so it's almost afraid that people are really reluctant to stick their necks out one way or the other, and they're waiting for the next person to, you know, to take that chance. Mr. O'Hare, it's been a long time since I felt the palpable fear of a correction or the the palpable reaction of, you know, good God, that was a rough day on the market kind of feeling. It, yep. it feels like it's been like five years to me. I know we had a little bit of one, but um, it's almost too good to be true. Do we do we need kind of a, a correction every now and then, uh, like a small one to kind of get us through, or do we need a big one? Because I, I like the big ones myself. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's the element here that's a little concerning is that because, you know, you had the market uh, hold up so well, uh, despite all of the calls for you know the you know an imminent correction, um, there is this sense of complacency in the marketplace that you know there won't be any type of large scale correction. And so, um, you know, the way that I I look at it, you know, you hear people say, oh, you know, the the correction would would be healthy for the market, and you know, lower prices would uh, help. 
uh, flush out some of the excesses, and, and that's certainly true in, in uh, what we've seen of late in those momentum stocks. Uh, many of those stocks are down 20, 30 percent already, so they, they're not only in a, quote, technical correction, they've, they've made technically a bear market type of move. Um, broader, in broader terms, though, um, you know, I would contend that the S&P 500 is not uh, you know, grossly overvalued. I think we've had this conversation before. I would say mm-hmm. that it's fairly valued. And so uh, if you get these, you know, price corrections, um, you know, it would fall back on the, the understanding that you don't have a, a grossly overvalued market. And at the same time, you have interest rates and inflation that remain fairly low. And you also have earnings uh, continuing to increase, maybe not at the strongest rate we'd all like to see, but they are still growing. Uh, and when you layer in those fundamental factors, it would suggest that any types of pullbacks, though, still create some openings there for investment opportunity. Now, recently we've seen some mega deals in pharmaceuticals, and it seems to me, and I'm not smart enough to be demonstrative with this, but it seems that the pharmaceuticals, the Mercs, the Pfizers, the Lillies, they're kind of focusing on profit and doing what they do really well. And if they focus on profit, that could be another leg up on the market, especially combining the mega deals, but then add in more profits. Am I off base there? Well, you know, no, I mean, profits are are the mother's milk, you know, the market. I mean, it certainly is uh, what you'd like to, to see and, and hear, um, you know, but, you know, the one, you know, item to consider in all this, too, is that it's almost been um, – uh, a forced activity, if you will, with a lot of these large companies uh, losing, you know, patent exclusivity, and they're looking for new growth markets, and so they're finding ways to to purchase that growth. But to the extent that they cut costs and you know increase revenues, and all that goes to the bottom line, and it increases earnings, it does raise the potential for these companies that have often been very um, nice payers of dividends and uh, have returned capital to shareholders. You know, it does enhance their their appeal, uh, and so um, so that in the end is, as you allude to, is you know, is a good thing. So we just need to see if you know management can actually make these deals come to fruition, and then manage the companies properly in the aftermath, so that profits do indeed continue to increase. Now, in your morning column that you write each and every day, uh, page one, a trader's market was the comment today. One of the things you mentioned was the S&P Case-Shiller Home Index that was coming out this morning. Um, What are your thoughts on the home builders? It seems like we're starting to see a slowing in new home, existing home sales. As far as year over year, we're seeing a slowing, but some of the numbers themselves kind of can be kind of choppy. Right. Well, you know, the the new home sales number was wasn't good at all. Um and the the main issue there was really the affordability factor. Um, you know, prices were up sharply uh year over year. Uh and then you're also hearing really in the NHAB index, which is a measure of home builder confidence essentially, that's deteriorated below the fifty level, which is that dividing line between, you know, essentially home builders feeling good about prospects and not feeling so great about prospects. And um and that affordability factor though is really key, you know, as we look ahead, um, because uh we also saw inventories rising in the new home sector back to levels that would be considered, you know, somewhat normal at a six months uh supply. So home builders 
builders, uh, you know, likely are probably going to have to curtail some of their building activity, uh, which would be a drag on GDP growth. Um, and, you know, we're going to have to see some of those, that inventory get consumed or prices, you know, come down to help clear it out. So, you know, when we look at the fact that, you know, lumber futures have not really picked up, uh, they're down this year, it doesn't necessarily generate the strongest single signal in terms of what the outlook is for the for the housing sector at the moment uh, but that's been a real disappointment so far because a lot of optimistic 2014 GDP forecasts were predicated on the housing sector really gaining some steam this year and we just haven't seen that pickup now you recently penned a piece mr. O'Hare on the retailers And I think if I'm going to uh, put words in your mouth, you said there's some value there because they've fallen so far from their highs, some of the retailers. Do you want to give us a little more color on this article? Sure. You know, and, of course, they should probably make – could make the distinction, you know, just stocks that come down in price don't necessarily make them cheap. Of course, you have to have earnings, and and it's a little bit – different. You know, there's low prices in retail just that are discounts, and then there's low prices in the stock market that you could say a stock is inexpensive based on a PE multiple. Uh, but these, you know, there's nine stocks that were uh, returned in a stock screen I ran uh, where prices were down at least 30% from their 52-week high. They had positive cash flow from operations over trailing 12-month period and net debt that was less than or equal to zero. And out of those nine companies, eight of them were still profitable on a trailing 12-month basis and are expected to be profitable over the next 12 months. And the, the main point of the piece, though, was that, um, you know, we, we talk also often about how you want to buy low and, and sell high. But in, in the stock market, sometimes you get these crazy periods where everyone just wants to buy higher, you know, and we saw that happen in those momentum names, and a lot of people are getting hurt because of that. So simply pointing out, though, that while there is still some price risk in these retailers, um, uh, given, you know, that the industry sentiment is not all that favorable right now, they have come down so sharply off those highs because a lot of the negative news has been accounted for within that price drop. And I think that long-term investors, the true patient-minded investors, have an opportunity to start building a position in some of these really hard-hit names, um, in, but not to go all in at this point because there's still some price risk. But if you have a multi-year time horizon and you're dealing with companies that are profitable, uh, they have positive cash flow, they have no debt, basically, um, those tend to be some good uh, opportunities when they come down 30, 40, or 50% off their high if you have the wherewithal to, you know, to ride out some of the, uh, the near-term volatility. Thanks very much. That's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. He does a lot of work for briefing as far as big picture goes. One of the things that he contributes to is the big picture um, feature. So an analysis of major issues impacting the financial markets. Like you said, he ran some stock screens. And, you know, on one level, he looked at some energy companies. On the other, he was looking at retailers. And when you run stock screens, it's just quant. It's just math. It's price to sales, price to earnings. You're looking for you know, uh, some deep level of value, revenue growth, cash on the balance sheet. And when you run a, balance, when you run a, a screen like that, you come up with a name like um, American Eagle Outfitters or Abercrombie & Fitch. You know, yeah, I'm, I can see some value there. They've, you know, fallen well from their 52-week high. And then you see a name like Barnes & Noble, 30% from its 52-week high, and you're like, ooh, I don't know if that one's going to make it. So even when you run stock screens, you're going to have to have, you know, personal insight and knowledge on what you're comfortable with and not.
Let's take a break here. Uh, Rob Black and your money coming up. We're going to be talking about ServiceNow, big event that's going on in San Francisco. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 